For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. for some pro wrestling punditry because we're going to slam it in your ear holes today. It's been a big week for the Winkley. Tony Khan, Hugo Savinovich, Ryan Satin, Triple H, and so much more. We got even we got even more to give you here today. Uh, it is me, your managing editor for Wrestling Inc., Nick Hausman, back to host the ep- uh, latest episode of the Winkley, and I'm joined here as I am just about every Thursday by my good friend Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to the Winkley. Let's finish it off strong, Nick. Let's take it home, baby. Uh, all right. Well, uh, like I said, uh, we have a big show to get to here today. Before we get to it, before we talk to news of the day, before I tell you what interviews we've got coming up later, I wanted to send out our congratulations to Tessa Blanchard and Daga as they are now officially engaged. What an amazing couple. Uh, I've got to know them here at Warrior Wrestling in Chicago. Great people. Very happy for them, Justin. Just wonderful. Indeed. Yes. Uh, and uh, also, uh, so let's get to it here on the show today. We're going to talk about the news of the day, and then after the news, we got two more big interviews to shut down the week. Uh, first interview you're going to hear right after the news is with Impact Wrestling's Eddie Edwards. Now, uh, Eddie came on to uh, talk with me about the Throwback Throwdown episode that Impact Wrestling is going to be doing this Tuesday, where everybody is going to jump into a time machine, and they're going to do a 1980s-styled pro wrestling show where all the wrestlers are playing uh, different characters, different personas. It looks pretty cool. Have you, have you, did you know that this was happening, Justin? I didn't know about this particular one, but I've actually seen this. Uh, there was a promotion in Ohio. I don't know if they're still doing it, but they did. It was kind of like same thing. They would do like a way back wrestling, and there would be character. You know, it'd be very, very carny. Yeah, sure. Well, there's old time wrestling. That's from like the 1800s styled, uh, and then uh, of course you got NWA Power, uh, which has kind of like a more 60s styled. So this is gonna like the 80s styled here that we're gonna get next week on Impact Wrestling. Uh, but um, you know, that is what we we. Uh, set up the interview to talk about and we do talk about that but right off the top i wanted to talk to him about something that i think has been uniquely buzzy in the pro wrestling business uh him and his wife alicia are currently involved or were i think they just wrapped it up uh involved in an infidelity angle justin he let his wife do an infidelity angle with him and ace austin and i wanted to know what is that like right because we seem to have a few of those in pro wrestling at the moment yeah, no, it's, it's, it's topical as ever. Yeah, and then right after Eddie Edwards, we're going to hear from our own Andy Malnowski again. He is back with his latest interview from 80s Wrestling Con. We're going to be hearing from none other than legendary pro wrestling tag team Demolition. Eddie Edwards, Demolition, Andy Malnowski, a lot of great audio content, a lot of great interviews. Uh, and, of course, this weekend, if you want to see all of the best coverage on the planet for SmackDown War Games, Survivor Series, and Raw, they are all going to be in Chicago. That is my backyard. Today, I wrap the Winkley. Tomorrow, I start on my odyssey of live pro wrestling shows. I've got four in a row starting tomorrow. Then I'll take Tuesday off. And next Wednesday, I'll be at AEW Dynamite as well. So you're going to want to follow us on social media. You're going to want to check the website every single day to catch all of our on-site coverage of all of the biggest wrestling events coming up here in the next week. I'm very excited about it, Justin. We've got a lot of fun stuff coming up here. And let's get to it here. News you can use. News to leave a bruise. And just this morning, we got even more news about ACH. Uh, I guess formally, currently, NXT's Jordan Miles. Let's get into it here. Um, Super ACH, uh, like I said, formally current NXT's Jordan Miles. He's been announced by Heavy Metal Wrestling for a match against Chandler Hopkins this Friday night, tomorrow night, in San Antonio, Texas. Well, that would seem to indicate that Miles has been granted his release from WWE. Now, while Miles is back on Twitter, he's got his own Twitter handle now, at ACH is super, and has been using the hashtag KingIsBack hashtag to promote 
his return to the Indies. Now, Miles took to Twitter this morning and used the hashtag KingIsBack hashtag with a photo that shows him signing a set of documents which look to be from the WWE. Now, these could be his WWE release documents. There is some words that people have picked out, you know, by zooming in there that seem to indicate this is uh, his formal release from WWE, but that has not been confirmed. Now, Miles also tweeted out a gif of himself today and wrote to WWE chairman Vince McMahon, hey, Vince McMahon, can't hold me down no more. This is for the wrestling culture. Now, uh, on top of all of that, just before we went live on the air here today, or just before we started recording today, Justin, you grabbed this, uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet reporting that NXT wrestler, current, former, we don't really know, Jordan Miles, is technically under contract with WWE, but that apparently isn't stopping him from accepting indie bookings. He's also been confirmed for a December 1st show in Atlanta. Now, I don't know what the technicalities are. It sounds like Ryan has reached out to WWE. I have reached out to WWE. If I get an update while we are recording this show, I will bring it to you here on what is the status of ACH, a.k.a. Jordan Miles. Um, but it looks like, at least for the moment, he's out and he's running, man. He's taking indie bookings, and we're going to see him start to do what I believe we've talked about already this week, which is get back out there, get on the indies, uh, start to rebuild himself, and uh, try to create some momentum uh, and, and move past this, I would hope. Well, yeah, and well, what's fascinating is, is that last note, is, is pro wrestling sheet, is Ryan saying at the moment um, that he's still technically under contract? I mean, because, like, that's pretty wild if he's still legally under contract with WWE, but he's taking these these bookings. I mean, that, that, that that's a huge risk both on him and on these other indie promotions if he still uh, is illegally binded to WWE. I, I don't know what, you know, and you'd think WWE would want to just get out there and say, look, this guy's no longer, <laughs> he's no longer our problem. He's no longer our um a talent of ours, you think they'd want to kind of shout that from the mountaintop, right? So, the, but the fact that they haven't said anything, uh, the silence is what's interesting here. So, eh, I don't know. Here, I think there's a couple things in play here. First of all, I'll say uh, I think it was uh, Jason Powell was on the NXT uh, media call yesterday, the Triple H, and he asked the question, "Why is it that WWE seems to be willing to let some wrestlers go from their contracts and not others?" Which was I would say a very veiled question in regards to what is going on with Jordan Miles right now. Uh, Hunter took the question. I don't know that he was exactly comfortable with the question. If you can go back and listen to it, there is a bit of a stutter step to his response there. Um, and I'm wondering if that didn't trigger something to be like, if this is going to become an issue where we are going to be having to field questions about this guy's contract and why we're not releasing him, coupled in with the uh, racial aspect of it and keeping this guy down when he's using terms like slave names and things like that. I don't know. I'm just saying I thought that the timing was interesting that that question was asked yesterday in a public forum, and then this morning we seem to be getting this story. And as far as technically under contract with WWE at the moment, if he is signing these release papers this morning or late last night, I'm not really sure. I'd still love to get an interview with you, ACH, if you're listening, to find all of these things out. Uh, but if he just literally signed this stuff and sent it back to WWE, I mean, it could just be a, a situation of needing to be processed needing a few more signatures, but in um, in good faith, I would think that the agreement has been made to allow him to start doing these things, uh, even though the the ink may not have literally of dried yet. And that's just me. That that would make sense. Together. Yeah, administratively, that make you know that yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if I buy so much into you know Triple H being asked about it on the call and the next day. Like I mean, look, Triple H would he had to have known when he's you know he, when he, that that. He had to have known, you know, the fact that he, he's open and does these calls with the media. Um, they have not you know, wanted to address. They have not wanted to address it, man. They, I mean, I've, I, this is the right, second right. Email. But 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 he had he had to have known when he was opening up the phone lines to all of us that that was a possible question he was going to get. So I, I don't think it was awesome. like, oh man, they just asked him about that. We better get rid of this. I mean, like I think they he had to have known that that was. Coming, I, I, don't, you know? I don't know. I don't know, man. Because it is on those calls. Like sometimes it's like you know an Indiana Jones where you're like trying to walk on the right stone and not fall to your death. You know, like you don't want to say something that's going to uh, affect your relationship or ability to participate in things like that. That's a very sensitive issue. I mean, to be fair, the the name Jordan Miles was never mentioned on the call yesterday, never got brought up. What did get brought up was the issue of talents being released from their contracts and why WWE chooses to release some and not others. And that's just why it resonated with me. Well, I mean, it's smart to ask the question that way because there is so many. I mean, you know, it's not just 
Jordan Miles. I mean, there's the Sinclair. There's a lot of guys. That, agreed, agreed. That, you know, that it's, I thought it was like, a great okay, question. Well, you know, who... Great question. Yeah. Yeah. No, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just agreeing with you. I thought it was a great question. It was more, it was very all encompassing of the situation right now, you know? So. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, so I, uh, I mean, you know, but back to Jordan Miles, I think your explanation makes a lot of sense. And, um, and if, if that's the case and he's uh, soon to be officially, officially done with him, then I guess good for him. That's what he wants. And, uh, you know, we'll keep an eye on seeing what, what 2020 holds for him. Yeah. I would think he's going to be participating in the, for the culture show WrestleMania weekend. If I had to guess, um, I would, I, I would think that's a safe bet. Yes. <laughs> yes. I would think that that's going to be, and I would think that that show is going to have a lot of buzz and I'm very interested because, you know, what's, what's unique. I think about this situation is, you know, um, he has gone out and shotgun blasted all of these kind of quick snippets that are easy for sites like ours and other people to pick up um and and run with but what we haven't got is the nuanced story of what really happened here what his real issues are and how he really would like to see those issues addressed there's a lot of that stuff we still don't know yet and so i'm interested to see what kind of a story he's going to tell here because you're right you know something else that i wondered about when he was signing those documents is there in order for him to get his release was there an agreement for him to not be able to talk about these certain issues and i i don't know that question either again ach I've, I've reached out to you through a couple different people. Would love to talk. Would love to get more of these answers. Still a lot of unanswered questions out there, in my opinion. All right. Is that it? You have no thoughts on that? <laughs> I did, well, I didn't, I didn't have much more to offer to it. I, had, I just kind of agreeing with you. <laughs> and we just, then yeah, you stepped on the wrong stone, fell to your death. All right. Anyway, uh, ACH, <laughs> ACH, Jordan Miles news out of the way. Uh, let's move on to uh, last night, man. AEW Dynamite at NXT. They brought the thunder. They brought the lightning, the fire. It was a crazy night of pro wrestling action last night. Uh, real quickly, I want to run everybody through uh, some of the highlights coming out of both shows, and then we can kind of reflect on uh, what we thought of last night here, Justin, and what it means in the, the larger context of the Wednesday Night War that we're engaged in right now. Uh, AEW Dynamite had a great segment with Scorpio Sky coming out to confront Chris Jericho. Uh, Sky pinned Jericho in a tag match last week. We're going to get to see Jericho versus Scorpio Sky next week on Dynamite. Uh, MJF and Adam Page, they won the Dynamite Dozen Battle Royal. They're going to face off next week in Chicago for a shot at the AEW World Championship, which could be held by Chris Jericho or Scorpio Sky. We don't know. Uh, and lastly here, one of my favorite things coming out of the show last night was the Join the Dark Order vignette. Uh, very Scientology-feeling vignette. Uh, it looks like they're going to go harder in this cult-like direction. Uh, very cool. Uh, and then over on NXT, man, it was all hands on deck. Everybody under the sun that they could uh, pump into this show, they did. Becky Lynch kicked off the show. She wrestled Rhea Ripley to a no contest. Ricochet came out. He lost to Matt Riddle. The Revival, they lost a non-title match to Undisputed Era. Viking Raiders, they beat the Forgotten Sons. That was, an unde- uh, that was a non-title match. And then, of course, the main event, Adam Cole defeated Dominic Dijakovic in a ladder match to win the team advantage for War Games. There was a huge post-match uh, brawl featuring uh, Drew McIntyre. And then, of course, Seth Rollins came out. He attacked Adam Cole. Ciampa came out after that. They had a confrontation, him and Rollins did, and the fans were chanting, Seth's not cool uh, to kind of wrap up <laughs> NXT last night. Dude, I'm not kidding. Uh, last night, man, there was a lot to like on both shows. I, I don't know who comes out on top, but I feel like the fans uh, certainly got their money's worth last night. Yeah, both shows were entertaining. Uh, I give a slight edge to NXT because they had that unpredictability factor. Um, e- even though it was predictable that you're going to get a bunch of Raw and SmackDown people on the show, you didn't know which one. So, uh, you know, that was that was, that was was cool. Um, you know, will, will that translate into NXT finally beating AEW uh, on viewership? We'll find out uh, later today, probably. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I thought it was a good NXT show. Uh, I, I like the NXT crowd, how loyal they are. Even when Becky first came out, there was, some, you know, a decent amount of booze for her and because she's uh, not in NXT, not Team NXT, and there was obviously a good amount of booze for Seth Rollins, which is becoming more commonplace across the board. Um, and yeah, over in AEW, I, I actually, and I have to say this, last night when I did the post-AEW NXT podcast with Matt and Glenn, I had missed, uh, I, mu- I must have, I had missed the um, the Dark Order vignette. I, I just, and then I've gone back and since watched it, and uh, yeah, it is, <laughs> it's really good. Dude, so, it's so good, um, man. Um, it's so good. That was yeah. like my favorite part of the whole show. I really liked it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy, uh, man, because we've, uh, we've both been critical of the Dark Order on here. It's wild now that they're like legit. They, they, they made it work. 
I like this thing now. I'm like into the Dark Order. Yeah, I agree. It's it, they're now what started as you thought that this was just like real random, uh, kitschy, bad, you know, bad gimmick. It, they've I don't know if this was the plan the entire time was for us to purposely see them first and then then them win us over with this or if they should have started with this all along but not, nevertheless we are where we are yeah I'm, I'm entertained i'm kind of looking forward to seeing what the next installment is i'm very interested too in this mjf adam page match next week because we've seen page and jericho i don't know that they go back to that but that would theoretically then set up chris jericho versus mjf and that could be a, a heck of a lot of fun and i don't know man like mjf is i don't know that he, i don't know that the fans look at him like a heel i mean he's a heel but i guess if he's going to jericho he'd kind of be the anti-hero in that situation well, but you know, if I I don't know if we'd see Jericho versus MJF right now. I, I my fantasy booking as of next week is, uh, yeah, you have this match between MJF and, and Adam Page. You also have Cody being teased that he's you know, we're gonna see him for the first time since he got attacked by Wardlow and MJF. Sure, I could see Cody. I could see Cody costing MJF and Ward. And, and you assume Wardlow's gonna be out there as well. I could see Cody somehow costing them the match, getting the win for Adam Page. Adam Page you know, could face Jericho and then that furthers the MJF Wardlow versus Cody issues here. All right. Yeah, I guess. Uh, and yeah, man, over on NXT, dude, it was, it was just boom, boom, boom. That Ricochet Matt Riddle match was so cool, man. It was just something completely unexpected. And the fact that Ricochet uh, put over Matt Riddle here is Riddle's going into a very hot weekend for him. Uh, just good business done here, man. I just really thought that NXT uh, did a lot of things right last night. By and large, all, all the way around as they're building to this, NXT's gotten the upper hand, which I don't disagree with because you need to establish them as credible and uh, and and having it on the same playing field with Raw and SmackDown. But I mean, NXT is getting a lot of a lot of the the wins going into this. Uh, normally, in, in WWE formula, whoever's winning a lot going into something is not going to win come come the big show. But I, I don't know. I I think NXT is going to probably at least get a few signature victories uh, this this you know, notably at survivor series i agree i 100 I agree with that uh well let's check in with wwe backstage uh show buzz daily uh they're reporting that this past tuesday's episode of backstage on fs1 at 11 p.m eastern drew hundred and eighty thousand viewers now this is up 80 percent from last week's 100,000 viewers and of course uh, well up from the week before when they did 50,000 viewers. Uh, this was the episode where CM Punk debuted as a panelist. Uh, he was asked on the Colin Cowherd show uh, in the last 24 hours if he's worried about upsetting WWE with any of the comments he has on the show. And he says, I'm not concerned about it. I think, honestly, that's the appeal of the job. We're Fox going to pay you and come here and to be an analyst. And you get to critique the old place you work at. I'm not here to play a spoiler, and I'm not here to pour gasoline or anything and set anything and set everything on fire. I think deep down, I loved pro wrestling as a kid, and I think I could be better. I always voiced my I, I, and I think it can be better. I always voiced my concerns and criticisms while I worked there, and now I don't work there, and now I can't get in trouble for it. Uh, Corey Graves, uh, his latest After the Bell podcast came out. Uh, he commented on Punk's uh, WWE backstage debut. Uh, and it's worth noting, of course, that Corey Graves uh, has publicly talked about how uh, he and Punk uh, really kind of had had a, a, a falling out uh, after WW, uh, Punk left WWE and made his uh, comments so public about his distaste for the company. Uh, he said, my personal opinion on the matter is that it's a great move by Fox. He just thinks it's just going to make the fans have a good time and it's a good idea for Fox to, to put him out there. So didn't really say anything uh, one way or another other than to, to say that it's going to generate ratings there but certainly didn't want to bury the hatchet it sounds like but uh you know we had been talking yesterday justin we've been talking here for about a week what's the cm punk factor going to look like Eighty thousand viewers uh, 180,000 viewers not the 350 or even half million we had kind of uh talked about here in the past couple days no it's not we overshot it on our estimations but it's still not you know i mean it's it still almost doubled the audience so it's still in the right direction and uh and, and and if again, if 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 the viewership is uh, is higher than 180 next week, then that's a good sign. It, it just, again, it means that the punk factor is working. It means that just it, you know people discovering the show each week, hearing more about it, you know, gains some some traction. You know, I still stand. You know, I'm going to. Um, again, Tuesday night 11. It, that that's. I mean, uh, eventually, some at some point in 2020, SmackDown will be back on Tuesdays. I, I feel strongly that it will. And when it does. That'll be a much more natural than lead-in. That if SmackDown goes to ten o'clock Eastern Time, and then you know there's an hour basically for for backstage to prepare, 
you know, and, and, and what have you based upon uh, what's happened now on SmackDown as well. And then, you know, having that on at 11 o'clock on FS1, that'll be a lot more of a natural lead. And remember, maybe they move, maybe they move backstage up an hour. Maybe it's at 10 o'clock right when SmackDown goes off the air. Maybe it truly is a, a true post show. Um, you know, but for the time being, Tuesday night, 11 o'clock independently, that's a tough, that's a, that's a tough draw, but they, they are continuing to gain viewership. And I, and I think as long as they continue to gain viewership, that's 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 all you can ask for. So you think SmackDown will be back on Tuesdays? You don't think that Friday night SmackDown is long for this world? No, Friday night's just where they ended up being because that's where Fox had to put them for the time being. I I'm strongly feel that in 2020 it'll be back on Tuesdays. On what tw- you think? Okay, because right now I went over the typing you heard in the background was I wanted to just see what Fox has on Tuesday nights right now. They have The Resident and they have Empire, which I know is a very well liked show. That Empire, but I think Empire this is their last season. So yeah, maybe. I, I don't think, know. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Definitely would do better on Tuesday nights. And then yeah, that backstage bumper afterwards. Maybe hmm. Yeah. Well, anyway. and W and W and W would prefer to make production a hell of a lot easier for them to have, you know, again, Monday, Tuesday, and then even even if NXT starts to travel outside of full sale to have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday versus the Friday, Monday situation. Man, what a front loaded week. Raw, SmackDown, AEW. And uh, that's not good for impact if they move to Tuesday nights. Uh, yeah, it's not. <laughs> not <for Impact. laughs> I don't know what Impact does. Uh, all right, um, Dio Madden. Uh, he has been gone from commentary uh, since being taken since taking a beatdown for Brock Lesnar on the November fourth episode of Raw. Um, but with all that said, PWInsider.com reported that Dio Madden is still a member of the WWE Raw announced team as of yesterday. Now there has been some speculation that WWE is possibly moving to a two-man booth on Raw with just Jerry Lawler and Vic Joseph, like they have on SmackDown with Michael Cole and Corey Graves uh, after, you know, Dio has not been around here for several weeks. But PW Insider reporting, Dio is just being kept off TV to sell the attack from Brock Lesnar. Now, there's no word yet on when Madden's going to be brought back to Raw, but he is still a member of the announced team, and it looks like Lawler and Joseph are going to continue to call the show with various superstars until they bring Dio back to the announce booth. Of course, uh, most recently, Samoa Joe uh, took over the uh, comment, uh, the color commentary role with Lawler and Joseph uh, this past Monday night on Raw. Um, I, I don't really have an opinion on this t- yet. Dio Madden sure looks cool, looks good on TV. I like his outfit. He's got some, he's got some nice uh, flavor when it comes to the way he dresses. But uh, you know, he has him, him, and to be fair, Vic haven't really popped out at me quite yet. You know, they haven't grabbed me quite yet. Uh, Dio Madden, yeah, he looks good. You know, he's a former athlete, so that that always sounds good to WWE. But I, I don't think he, I don't, I don't know. He, nothing really impressed me, and it was a very small sample size. And again, three man booths are not easy. Um, so I don't want to, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to trash him. But but I, I but uh, I mean, the, the more weeks he's off, he, that's a hell of a sell for a Brock Lesnar at five. We've seen we've seen many more tape. We've you know we've seen totally we've seen less of a sell. So I mean we'll we'll see. I I I don't know if I completely buy that by PW Insider, or at least maybe that's what they're being told. They're reporting what they're being told, but I. I think WWE's using this time to like, they're using the Brock. Oh, he's selling for Brock as a as a as, a, as an easy as a explanation and uh, to buy them some time to figure out. Okay, like, can, you know, can we do we want to put him back out there? Is, can can we, you know, or can we just you know use this as an escape route and either put a different third person out there or just go to the two man booth? Which I quite frankly I think when it's just Vic and King and mind you King, you know the King. Uh, you know, co- the commentary is not his favorite thing to do anymore, and it kind of forces him to watch more of the product than I think he wants to, anyways. But even so, Vic and the King just sounds better, I think, just in the two-man booth. Uh, but Samoa Joe did pretty good. Give props to him, Joe. Joe, I thought fit right in. Yeah. Uh, he, I thought as best as he could. Joe's a great. Joe's a great talker. I'm not surprised to see he did well in that role. But but the thing about Brendan or not Brendan Williams, Dio Madden, formerly Houston Texans, Brendan Williams. Um, thing about Dio Madden, I never understood is he is young. He's in incredible shape and like I would think would be a wonderful in-ring contribution. Like Corey Graves was forced to make the pivot over to commentary because of injury, right? Very sad story, but he found a role. There's still a lot that Brendan Williams could do. I mean, he was just kind of sitting here. I mean, is, is he going to get, or is he going to come back? Is he going to confront Brock? Right. I mean, you could do a match, you could do a quick match with him. I, I'd have to imagine if he's not in the ring, there's a reason for it. Uh, I, that's just, again, and that's just kind of just, I mean, you're right. He's a big athletic dude, but I'd have to imagine if he's not, if he's not in the ring, there's a reason for it. Mm. Um, whoa, who's calling me? Oh, 
my haircut. Sorry about that, everyone. It's terrifying. I thought maybe it was ACH. Here, yeah, it's terrifying. Here, wait one second. Let's take the call. Hello? Yes? Yeah. This is riveting. Ask what they watch the Winkley. Four, four o'clock tomorrow? 4.30 tomorrow? Yeah, that's great. I, that's perfect. I can absolutely make that. You should bring a copy of the podcast. Let them listen to it. Oh, oh, wait. Actually, you know what? I apologize. I can't do 4.30. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Um, I, I, anytime before three. <laughs> okay. Thank you. All right. Goodbye. <laughs> For losing fans by the second. No, that was good. Should I keep that in? I don't know. I can't tell. <laughs> you might as well. I narrated the, the whole thing. Okay, so. fine. I'll keep it in. But look, that's I you have. Should, a... You should bring. You should bring the. You should bring the podcast when you go get your haircut tomorrow. Have them listen to it. That was very hard for me to do. I to take the call while you were talking in my other ear. Um, I couldn't do a four thirty <laughs> because I have to go cover SmackDown tomorrow, and I got to be there by like six, right? So if I go get a haircut, it's not going to time out. Now you know. Now you know what it's like to be doing a commentary and have Vince in your ear. You got somebody in your ear. I didn't. I wasn't even yelling at you. I actually yelled. <laughs> Say bird chest. Say bird chest. <laughs> bird chest. Bird chest. Man's cruiserweight champion right now. All right. Um, <laughs> let's get this train back on the tracks. Uh, talk about get back on the tracks. Good, Good transition. Good transition. Alicia Fox uh, has gone public uh, on Instagram about her battle with alcoholism. Um, now uh, she says, uh, "I'm evidence of a joyful." clean sober life for all whom partake in act an active hashtag recovery to discuss and expand uh understanding of our transforming minds now it's a very long message that she posted all about uh how she's uh, been several months sober now uh, and she's inviting fans to write her at a location in jacksonville beach florida uh, which looks to be a ups store where you can receive mail to your own p.o box so if you are struggling uh with alcoholism or addiction in general, it seems like uh, Alicia here extending the offer uh, to help you get through it, which I think is great, and I hope she sticks with it. You know, obviously it was a real sad story uh, a couple months ago when Arne Anderson left, uh, allegedly, uh, reportedly, because of allowing Alicia to work intoxicated. So uh, she's great. Uh, Alicia's one of my favorite performers. She's very engaging in the ring. I hope she can get straight and, and come back and, and continue on, because she's, she's got a lot of road left ahead of her, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Um She's a very charismatic performer. She's got a lot of personality, so uh, it, it is good to hear that she, um, yeah, you know, that she's that she's that she's doing well, that she's doing good, and and on on a good path. So good for her. Uh, and lastly, here uh, on our news sheet here today, you brought this one to my attention here just before we went on the air as well. Um, there were some exchanges here uh, between Zelina Vega and Lana on Twitter that just you know caught your attention. Let's let's talk about why they caught your attention here. So. Zelina, basically, she tweets out, best dre best talent, best dressed again. Uh, Lana tweets back, I'm 100% sure Versace uh, dressing me from head to toe made me by far the best dressed on Monday night. But I respect you putting some crystals and sequins on your entire. Uh, Zelina fired back, congrats on the views. I know how natural it is for you to be a train wreck. The real challenge will be when you have to pretend you're a hardworking and honest person because your acting is awful. Two, the comedy spots are getting to your head. Come back to reality where you're not special and no one dressed you. To which Lana retorted, I can send you to my acting coach because God knows you need one, as well as to my stylist because your style actually sucks. Cheap, 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 cheap. I was being nice. Come for me again, and I'll burn you alive. To <laughs> and I don't believe that Zelina has responded to that. So I think that's where it ended. But stiff, <laughs> stiff shots. What's your thoughts? Well, this call, this this caught my attention because you both of them are, are heels. Neither store, neither of them, you know, like Zelina with. Andrade, Lana with Lashley or Rusev, there's there's no intersecting of storylines. There's no there's nothing that even on like you can even fantasy book baseball always seen like even like it seems like there's no business being accomplished here. And and some of the things that are being said uh, are are pretty you know pretty pretty brutal you know comments uh, you know if, if, to make to somebody. So that's why I was like this doesn't really this doesn't really read as like 
you know, two friends who are just, you know, you know, for, for their own chuckles, just to get like attention. Like this, this kind of came off as just, you know. Yeah. And look, Zelina, (laughs) I think Zelina's got some of the coolest outfits in WWE. I know that Liz always lights up when she comes in because it's always like, uh, it's got like a lot of Catholic, uh, uh, overtones to it, like Catholic church style overtones, a lot of like, uh, the Virgin Mary and other like, uh, just imagery uh, that she plays with there. So I think she's got a cool look. I, I think Lana's out of turn here, throwing shade in that direction. I think I think Zelina won this one, quite frankly. I, I, yeah, I, I haven't scored it, by the way. But just, <laughs> again, it just, this caught my attention of, uh, you know, I, mean, I, I got to love Twitter beefs. You got these two going at it. You got, uh, you, you got Brandy Rhodes and Charlotte back and forth with each other. Of course, Randy Orton, Tony Khan. I mean, Twitter, it, 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 Twitter, it's, it's the next best thing. My guest at this time is a former Impact Wrestling World Champion, X Division Champion, and five-time Tag Team Champion. It is Eddie Edwards. Eddie, thank you so much for taking the time to chat today. Thank you for having me. Uh, Now, I wanted to start off here, Eddie. I actually got to share uh, some pretty cool space with you when you were in town for Bound for Glory in Chicago. We both went to Scarlet Bar for the drag show hosted by Kiera Hogan on her birthday, Uh, have you, first of all, I had never been to a drag show. Had you been to a drag show before this? No, that was my first. Oh man. We both, we both got our cherries popped. What did you think? How did you, how did you enjoy it? I had a a great time. I mean, if you, if you saw us, I think we all had a great time. Yes. If you could have been a fly in the wall there, you would have, you would have seen some people partying and having a blast and, you know, just. Just everybody coming together and just celebrating care and just, you know, having having some drinks, just a nice just casual night. Yeah, well, and here's the thing too, and I don't want to I don't want to dwell too much on this, but like I'm watching the drag queens and stuff, and I'm absolutely thinking about pro wrestling, and it does feel like a lot of kind of similar crossover of pageantry and entertainment and choreography and stuff. I don't know. It was kind of cool watching you guys get to take in what the drag queens do, you know? Uh, oh yeah. I believe me, I was I respect what they were doing. They they were performing in front of us. It can be a tough crowd in those bars, but they, I mean, they had them in the palm of their hands. It was, it was a great time, and you know, hopefully it won't be my last. <laughs> well, uh, you were there, Gail Kim was there, and your wife, Alicia, was there. Of course, Kira was there. Um, you know, you and uh, Kira, you and your wife, Alicia, you know, you've been involved in this storyline right now with Ace Austin. How has that been for you, working her into a storyline like that? Uh, you know, it was it was different. You know, it, it was a different storyline. Obviously, um, we've done stuff in the past. Um, you know, she's always obviously we're, we're always traveling here and stuff like that. So that was no different. But this is just a diff, a, a bit edgier. Uh, you know, storyline obviously with mm-hmm. Austin. But again, anytime we get to do something like that, anytime we get to actually work together, you know, for Impact on on television, it's always cool because. Who, who gets to say they get to do that with their spouse? You know what I mean? So, like, that's something that's not lost on us. I, I, we're very grateful we get to do that and um, work together. And in the end, you know, Kenny got to beat Ace Austin's ass. That's all. That's true. That's very true. But, I mean, are there any <laughs> are there any hesitations here when, like, the when they come to you and they say, we want to do a storyline, an infidelity-esque storyline with your wife? Because historically, Eddie, I'm not going to beat around the bush here, that has not always ended well for pro wrestling couples. That, but believe me, that's something <laughs> we know as well too. We know we know we're fighting against the odds here. No, don't you worry. <laughs> okay. um, but, you know, we know we we trust obviously in Impact Wrestling, and then we also trusted each other. We know that the end result is going to be you know positive on, on our side. We know that it's going to in the end it's all going to it's all going to be wrapped up with a nice bow on it. And you know in the end it was, but you know throughout. You know, obviously we have discussions it's real life you know we are husband and wife so we have discussions about certain things and we we get together and we decide what what we want to do how we feel about it and then we move on you know impact wrestling is always great that way they're very open you know to to hearing our our point of view and our side of the story with everything so and there's anything we ever you know didn't feel comfortable with or didn't want to do uh, they would be more than happy to to change and oblige us like that okay uh, well, let's flash back here to Bound for Glory. Great show in my backyard here in Chicago. I had a great time there. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to other people at Impact that say Bound for Glory was really the closing of a chapter for the company as you guys moved into a new era. Uh, is that how it feels like? Is that how it felt to you, Bound for Glory? You know, it, I mean, honestly, it felt like a big 
show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it, it I don't know if it's like a closing chapter. At the same time, it could have felt like a closing chapter. It felt like, you know, the opening of a new book, you know, right. a new story that we had going on. We have, we're going to access the song. We like, we knew that a lot of eyes, you know, in the world of professional wrestling would be on us. And it was another chance for us to deliver as a company, as a roster, and, you know, to go out there to kind of, you know, it's a pay-per-view, but it's also, it was also almost like a little taste of what impact wrestling can be like this, this show, this is what you're going to be able to see week after week on this TV. So that was kind of the mentality going in. Like, all right, guys, we, you know, we said we wanted this moment, you know, for so long, let's go out there and let's deliver because it's up to us at this point. So it was just, it was a, a refreshing uh, state of mind, I think, for everybody. It was like, all right, we know where we're going. We know the direction that we're headed. So let's just go there full steam ahead. How is uh, how has the move to Access TV gone so far, in your opinion? You know, I've heard some really great stories. I heard there was a, you know, a meeting shortly after you guys made the launch where a lot of the talent was told they were going to get raises uh, unexpectedly, things like that. I mean, how, how, is it, how has it been going for you so far, do you feel? For, for myself, you know, for, for my close friends, for everybody I've spoke to, i you know, we're very happy with. It. I'm I'm very happy with the way it's been going. You know, Access TV is you know obviously fully behind us, and, and you know just promotion and even just, you know and graphics and, and setup and production. Just from you know from top to the bottom, you can feel that we are all on the same page. We're all trying to move in the same direction. It's an, and like I said, it's, a, it's an exciting time. Like this, I've been you know through a couple of changeovers, and I've been through a couple of moments where you don't know what the next step is going to be. But, you know, as my job as a pro wrestler, is I go out there and have to wrestle and just hope for the best. Um, but at this point, we all know what our goal is. And our goal is to make impact wrestling the best product that we can. And I'm very confident and comfortable in our ability to do that. And I feel like, you know, we're all on the same page right now. And it's, it's a unique time, but it's a great time. Uh, well, let's talk about something kind of unique here. I got a very interesting press release for Impact, I think yesterday, about how you all are going to be presenting next Tuesday Throwback Throwdown. Uh, what what can fans expect from Throwback Throwdown next week? You know, it's going to be – you're going to turn on Access TV, and it's going to be like you've been sent back in time to the 1980s. But the beauty of throwing in the 80s, um, you're going to – you know, honestly, it's it was a fun it was fun for us to do, to to shoot it the way we did it and and kind of do some different stuff. It was fun as a roster and as a company, and I know that's going to show through on the on the TV show. It's going to be like you said, back to the '80s. It's kind of a throwback, you know, homage to to the '80s wrestling the way that we did it back then. And uh, you know, you're going to see some different stuff. You're going to be some different characters, some different gimmicks, some uh, some different in ring. Uh, wrestling, but overall, it's going to be fun in the end, and I think it's going to be a good time. I think it's going to be something that people are talking about. It's something that, I mean, I know from a wrestling standpoint, I want to do it yearly. So, for the fans, you know, respond to it well, so I can do that year after year. That's kind of that's kind of cool how uh, the whole ensemble at Impact Wrestling, you guys are willing to take chances like that and, and throw everything out the window, even just for a week here. Uh, it's really not something you see any other wrestling promotion doing events kind of like this. No, and, and it's cool because, you know, we've obviously we've been in a lot of high-pressure situations lately, a lot of stress and stuff like that in the world of pro wrestling and for us, you know, with the new TV deal and everything. So it was almost like, you know, like you have a, you know, you have a field day at school, elementary school, like, all right, guys, just go out and have fun. This is kind of very much in that sense, like, guys, we've been through a lot. You know, it was, it was like, all right, we've had a, t- you know, a good couple of months, a really stressful couple of months. We got through it. Yeah, let's go out. Let's have some fun. Let's give you know the people in the audience a good time. You guys have a good time, and it was it was a chance for us to all kind of be creative and kind of do step outside of our our comfort zone and just have a good time with it. And yeah, it, it was something cool for the company to do. You know, for us and for the fans, I think. Okay, well, I gotta ask. You know, you are listed on this episode as rough and tumble cowboy. Colt McCoy, uh, you know, just just tease me a little bit. What can fans expect from from Colt McCoy? Hey, you mess with the bull, 
you get the horns. That's all you need to know, friend. <laughs> okay, okay. And I did. I found your opponent to be very interesting as well. Of course, you're going to be in a blindfold match, uh, which <laughs> is something very, very different. But you're taking on Gama Singh. And look, Gama Singh, Gama Singh's a legend, right? I mean, this guy's main evented all over the world. What's it like for you to get in there and get to work this very unique match with him? Uh, you know, this this is a, one of those bucket list moments. You right. know, did I ever think that I would be having a blindfold match? No. Did I ever think I'd be wrestling a Gama in a blindfold match or just in any match? No. So to be able to go out there and, and do that, and again, like, you know, the fact that it, it was a blindfold match, talking about stepping out of the comfort zones, well, it was a prime example right here. It's like, you know, well, let's see what we can do with this and to be able to go against Gama. Um, Back in the, he was in his 80s form, so uh, he was at the top of his game, and to be able to go out there and do that with him was something that was pretty cool. That's awesome. Well, this isn't the only throwback show that uh, Impact Wrestling has coming up. Next April in Florida, uh, Ethan Page continues to tease this TNA show that's going to be happening. Uh, as someone who was like so influential during some of TNA's uh, peak years, how does it feel to be presenting this kind of show next year? You know, again, it's 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 a homage to it's to the people who have come before. You know, I I came in towards the you know towards the last couple of years of of TNA itself before the changeover. Sure. Um, and there's so many, obviously, so many amazing people who came before us, our current roster, that have helped get us to where we are. So I like that it's you know like it's a it's a thank you. I think in my mind, it's a thank you to everybody that helped us get to this point. Mm-hmm. And, if, you know, just a thank you to the fans who supported us all along. I just hope that I'm booked. I keep hitting up Ethan Page. I, don't, I can't get an answer. So let's just keep our fingers crossed that I'm booked for it. There's so few guys left on the roster who are even there during <laughs> TNA. How does Eddie Edwards not get booked for this show? I find that hard to believe. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Let's just, just come on. Just help me out, please. Okay. Quantum. I'll, I'll slip Ethan Page a 20. Look, you know, and that's the there thing. <laughs> that's the thing, though, is this throwback throwdown show, the TNA show, these, ha- these are things that have Ethan Page's fingerprints all over them. Uh, what's it like working with Ethan on a creative level? Do you see him? Is he is he becoming more vocal? I guess when it comes to presenting things in, in Impact Wrestling. Uh, you know, I think that he's he's been given an opportunity that obviously that he hasn't had before to to do it on a bigger scale, and um, he's definitely coming into his own. I think the North as a tag team uh, in general is. Uh, you know, myself and RFG obviously faced them last week on TV, and right. and to see the matches that they've been having. Uh, you know, they're coming into their own, and I think they're getting very comfortable, which is a good thing. And sometimes Ethan Page talks a little bit too much, but, you know, it just comes with the territory. Um, but, yeah, I think he's coming into his own and definitely, and definitely honing his skills, uh, you know, week after week with them. You know, when we talk about Legends, you know, I talked about Gama Singh, but, yeah, man, we, you just kind of glossed over it there. Yeah, you tagged with Mara Fuji against the North last week. What's it like uh, getting to work with Mara Fuji? He's a name I did not expect to see in Impact Wrestling in 2019. Yeah, it's it's awesome. You know, if if anybody knows the history of wrestling, Noah and, and training over there and stuff like that, he's a guy that I, you know, have respected before I even, you know, went to Japan. But a guy that, you know, he he has done so much for, you know, Japanese pro wrestling, for pro wrestling, Noah. But for pro wrestling, you know, in general, like you can see his fingerprints. Speaking of fingerprints, you can see his fingerprints all over the world's professional wrestling, time after time, and he continues to evolve and reinvent himself as far as, you know, move set and stuff that he does in the ring. He's absolutely one of the best. He, he is a legend. So to be able to go out there and tag with him, you know, for impact for the titles on access TV, it was a special moment for me. Um, and he's somebody that I look up to still to this day. And so to be able to go out there and call him my partner, it was an honor. Well, and their uh, last legend I wanted to bring up here was uh, Ken Shamrock, man. It has been so cool seeing him. I talked to him like a week ago for the site, and he just sounds so full of life and so happy right now to be doing what he's doing at Impact. Uh, what do you think of Ken's return and like you know the work he did with Joey Ryan, man? Which I don't think anybody saw coming. Uh, you know, I think it's awesome. I was and still am a huge Ken Shamrock fan. So when when he was coming in to see him a uh, part of Impact, it was it, it was very surreal to me. You know, he was this guy that. I, you know, I looked up to him, I still do again. Um, so to see him come in and to see him putting the effort that he that he is right now and just, uh, you know, like you said, you can hear in the voice, you can see him, you know, he's, 
he's very involved in the back. He's, he's very into what's going on. He's doing and he's doing what's best for Impact Wrestling. Sometimes you get guys who, who come in and, you know, they're just looking out for themselves, but this is definitely not the case with Shamrock. He's coming in. He's a part of the team. Um, and, yeah, the stuff with Joey, obviously, it got people talking. Um, <laughs> and in the end, that is a success right there. So we got people tuning in to see if Ken Shamrock will grab Joey Ryan's penis on TV. That's that's a good day right there. You know, and it's, it's Eddie, you know, it's the fact that it's you because, like, you were known as such, like, a technician, right, when you were at the Wolves, and then you moved on to becoming this, like, a brawler character that you all now. I mean, you could do so much. I mean, but then again, to hear you just talk flippantly, like, yeah, you know, and then there's the penis thing that Joey does. I mean, that's legitimate professional wrestling as well, right? You know? Exactly. That, I mean, this is it's pro wrestling. That's the thing about impact wrestling. Like, you know, we have a little bit of everything for everybody. If you're not into the penis party, you might be into the knockouts. You know, the knockouts, you're into the hardcore stuff. You're not the hardcore stuff, you're in the high fly. Like, we got a little bit of everything for everybody. Just, just tune in and, <laughs> and just wait and see what's going to happen. Well, and, uh, you know, I'll wrap up here, but, you know, you say a little bit of everything. Uh, the, the next big Impact pay-per-view is going to be uh, Hard to Kill. That's going to be in January. And the main event we know is going to be Sammy Callahan defending the Impact World Championship against Tessa Blanchard. Now, this is a feud that's gotten really heated. Um, it's an intergender feud. Um, you know, you could have a women, a woman carrying the Impact World Championship and, and another different woman carrying the Knockouts Championship, shutting the men out of the singles titles outside the X Division altogether. What do you think of uh, Sammy and Tessa uh, going for the world title in Impact? Yeah, like, you know, like we said, this, you know, anything, <laughs> anything happen in professional wrestling and especially at Impact, um, you know, it's it's a chance to do something different, which is very hard in the world of pro wrestling, obviously, these days. Uh, it's such a chance to, to bring eyes to our product for something different. Uh, you know, people tune in. If people tune in to see that, they're going to see, you know, everything else that we're doing on the show, which... In the end, that's what we want to do. Um, it's a great opportunity, obviously, for Sammy and you know, especially Tessa. Like you said, Tessa stepping outside of her of her comfort zone and you know going in there working, you know, Sammy for that heavyweight title. This it's a it's a historic occasion, and I that's definitely not lost on um, Sammy or Tessa. And I think it's not lost in the locker room. Like that's going to be a special event to see what happens at the end. Very cool, Eddie. Is there anything you want to plug, promote, put over here before we wrap up the interview today? Man, I just want to say, you know, to thank you to the fans and, and to yourself and people who have stood along with Impact Wrestling. Uh, this is a great time for the world of pro wrestling. So just continue to support wrestling, support Impact Wrestling. Check us out on Active TV. Uh, follow me on Twitter. It's the, at the Eddie Edwards. That's all I got. There's no Facebook, no nothing else right now. So uh, check us out. And, and again, thank you to everybody who's tuned in. Here we are with the legendary Demolition the tag team of all tag teams from the 1980s and 90s here in 80s Wrestling Con Part 2 here in Freehold. Axe and Smash Demolition. Guys, tell us about this event. Well, first of all, we got to say hi to Rob behind the scenes yes. there. Yeah. Okay, you get all the glory and everything. He's back He's there the doing man. all the work. He's so, Rob, how you doing? <laughs> no, what an, what an event. Uh, just to see all of our old friends and all the fans, it's just, it's huge. Yeah. It's a great event. Yeah. It's as much fun for us as it is for the fans. The fans have been great. It's a it's a terrific concept, and we're just glad to be part of it. Yeah, well, it's great to see you guys here, seeing the fans, uh, seeing a lot of old colleagues and and road warriors as well. And uh, speaking of uh, tag teams, I mean, you guys, without a doubt, surefire WWE halls, you know, in the Hall of Fame here soon. And uh, tell us about that. What are some of the most storied moments of your career? Well, there's so many stories. I mean, we uh, we we're lucky enough to wrestle the greatest tag teams ever. And, you know, now that we're a little bit older, you look back at some of the matches we had and everything, we were very lucky to be able to work with those guys. And it's just been, a, it was a great life, you know, so. Yeah, and we got, you know, it wasn't a job. It was, you got paid to, to go out and perform and have fun. And uh, you have fond memories and you, you try to pick out one or two and it's just impossible. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, when you when the fans come up and say, hey, I remember that match at the Sky Dome or something, it, you know, it makes you feel good because uh, they felt good. Right. So it was great. That's what it's all about. And uh, give us your take real quick. Hall of Fame, WWE. I think you guys are surefire in. Well, we just have to figure out we have to make enough money to buy a ticket. We can't get in without buying a ticket. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Right, right, absolutely. And and guys, uh, one of the last quick questions here at Wrestling Con Part 2 here in Freehold, New Jersey. Uh, you guys wrestled the Road Warriors, no doubt, Legion of Doom. Uh, so many great wars and rivalries crushed in there. And, uh, of course, uh, Road Warrior, Animal, and Hawk. And, you know, of course, Hawk good, is a... Good friends, good friends of ours. It's sad about Hawk, but, you know, we see, uh, we see Animal uh, around... Uh, these events quite often so this is a fantastic concept yeah and you guys no doubt it's been said you were not a carbon copy of the road warriors no i don't think we were we we looked different we wrestled different than they were and you know they were a great tag team and like like ax was saying very good friends of ours so you know we do miss hawk a lot too no doubt a, a true legend in the game. And, and ladies and gentlemen, that's it for 80s Wrestling Comp Part 2 with the legendary Demolition Axe and Smash. And, you know, I guess we have to end this the way maybe well, we always used to end an interview with the ha, you know, if we could do that. It's kind of hard, though, nowadays. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's a little tougher thank now. You. But Axe and Smash, guys, thank you so much. Thank you, Justin, for joining me at the top of the show. Thank you, Impact Wrestling, Eddie Edwards, and thank you to Andy Melnoski for grabbing Virgil. Oh, wait, no, Ed, sorry, <laughs> got it wrong. Demolition. Uh, wait, no, I got it wrong at the top of the show. Oh, well, I guess I'm going to, I guess I'll do Demolition today. We were going to play Virgil. That's what I advertised. That's a bummer. I screwed it up. I guess we'll save Virgil for yeah. next week. I was going to say on the script, it said Demolition. <laughs> I blew it. This is a this is a rough morning for me. I was so out of it today. Anytime the weather gets weird, it's just weird. It's just weird. You know, uh, I apologize. Uh, I did advertise Virgil. You know what? You'll get it next week. I'll give it to you next week. Uh, Demolition today. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Demolition. And uh, and thank you all for tuning in. Uh, this was a, a wonderful show, wonderful wacky show to end the week here. Again, it's been a big week. I know we got a lot of new listeners that came to the table uh, due to the interviews with Tony and Hugo Savinovich. And I can promise you we're going to have more big audio content uh, next week. Uh, I can uh, I know that next Tuesday, the two bits of audio we're going to have on the show, we'll have the full audio from Triple H's uh, post-NXT takeover war games media scrum so you'll get to hear all of that uh on the show on tuesday and you're also going to get to hear the full impact press pass uh with ac romero uh next tuesday as well because we'll be recording that here later today um and uh that's it justin what do you want to plug promote or no that's not it you know what my brain is in the bucket today i'm gonna be at Allstate all weekend long covering all the shows follow the site follow our social media if you want all of that and of course if you like the show go over to wrestling inc audio on itunes uh, Five-star ratings, nice comments. Always appreciated. And uh, now I'm really done. Justin, what would you like to plug, promote, put over here? <laughs> Follow me on Twitter, at Justin Lamar. Laughing at my pain, Justin. Laughing at how out of it I am here right now. You're, you're, you don't know where you're going. You got, you're got you playing the wrong interviews. you got haircuts that, that can't be made. What is – you're just – you know – here, here, I, I, we're all just we're all just sitting back watching need, watching you operate in life. Need to need to get a little of that blue chew in my system right now. Get myself going. Hey, yo. you know, ha, use the promo code Winkly W I N C L Y. Uh, get yourself uh, your next order, your first order of blue chew, free shipping. That's what we'll help you out with there. Um, all right, and uh, I'm at Wink Rebel over on Twitter. Thank you all very much for tuning in. And remember, if you winked, you didn't miss it. <laughs>